This is John Diebler, the all-time leader in three-pointers made in Big Ten history, and you're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to the Drive the Lane Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you today. We interview the legendary Dan Dockich. We hear his thoughts on name, likeness, and image. We hear him talk a little bit about the Big Ten. Joey previews the Big Ten a little bit for us. Then we talk about some arenas that we've played in slash been to. It's a really great show. And, of course, we're sponsored by High Street Tees, per usual. High Street Tees has hooked us up with some awesome gear. You can see the shirts behind us. They have a lot of vintage Ohio State gear that you can find on their website, highstreettees.com slash DTL. You know, they got Mama's Paths of Brew, RIP. They have... Buckeye Donuts, the library, you name it, they got it. Go and check out their gear, highstreettees.com slash DTL. Use our promo code DTL15 for 15% off your order. Let's have a great episode. Buckle up and drive the lane. All right, welcome back. The Drive the Lane podcast, Letterman Rose College Basketball Podcast, and that's just what we're going to do today. We're going to talk some college basketball. We have a great show for you guys. Have you already heard? We have Dan Dockich, the legend, ESPN broadcasting superstar coming up shortly. But first, let's talk some college hoops. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we owe Letterman Rose a shout out because they hooked us up with some big-time new gear. So you may be now viewing us on YouTube. You may be hearing us a little better than you're used to. And we now have a producer, Producer Jack. We may call him in to say a thing or two. Still an intern at heart. But but the coolest thing about this uh, new gear is that we got these buttons that we can press. What do you mean we have buttons? Oh, a little cheering? So, you know, we might say something like, Dan Dockich is on the show today. And people think that's funny, I guess. But we also might say, you know, knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting. Moo! <laughs> so, yeah, we got some fun little things that we may press. My, my favorite part about this new gear is that I have, can do a great, like, pilot bit now. You know where I'm like... Because it looks, you know, we got the, the headset. And you're like, <laughs> this is your captain yeah, speaking. Oh, hi, this is your captain, Joey, here for flight 907 with service to San Diego. Uh, we're expecting clear skies, nice smooth takeoff, nice smooth landing with winds at about 17.3 miles per hour out of the southeast. So buckle up and drive the lane. I like that. <laughs> See, I put the little spin. Like yeah, that's good. Well, let's get to some college hoops. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear my pilot impressions <laughs> all day. Joey, uh, this is Andrew speaking. Joey, what do you think? <laughs> about the Big Ten. What are the teams looking like? Well, we dive into it with Dan Dockich, and I have to agree with him on the front that there's a lot of unknowns. Um, Obviously, most of the people listening want to hear about Ohio State, and that's probably the team that might have the most unknowns, but but it could also be the best team. So, um, you know, the only known known team where you know exactly what you're going to get night in and night out is probably Michigan State, just because they don't return everything from their Final Four team last year, but they they returned some really incredible pieces like maybe the best player in the year Cassius Winston along with Xavier Tillman Aaron Henry the list goes on and on um but if we're diving into the Big Ten you know obviously we're gonna start with Michigan State but you guys want to hear about Ohio State um so yeah I mean we're super super talented what else do you want to hear is there is there a team or a player that you're like thank God I don't have to be a a part of the preparation getting ready to play him anymore um well it used to be Carson Edwards because that dude you knew he was pulling up as soon as he crossed half court and I mean 
even if he was off, he was still even if he was over a hundred, he's still gonna shoot that hundred and first shot and probably make it. So um but now it's it's probably like a guy like, you know, Lamar Stevens on Penn State, because he is so gifted scoring the ball. And now obviously with another offseason, I'm sure he's gonna be even better at shooting threes because last year we kind of guarded him uh, daring him to shoot threes. Holman always used to say, we don't want to dare him because they're Division One basketball players and they can make an open jump shot. But um, for lack of a better term, we were daring him to shoot. Um, and this year, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. And he's probably going to average close to like 25 points a game because Penn State kind of stinks over, besides him. So it should be interesting to, to see how they go because they'll go as he goes. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens to the Big Ten this year because as you have just said, as Dockage mentions in the interview there's a bunch of question marks tons of question marks like tick, 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 question marks everywhere and i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm pretty damn excited for the answers to those questions <laughs> oh are you yeah join the club i'm i'm very excited for those answers because in in the football world this year there weren't a lot of questions you know we knew ohio state was the best team going into it some no, people wait, thought wait. hold on some people thought michigan was good but if you were an ohio state fan like most of the listeners you knew Michigan was not going to be good, okay? <laughs> you knew Penn State was going to lose when they came to Ohio State. But that hasn't happened But yet. what people I'm didn't expect, I meant Wisconsin, but what people <laughs> didn't expect is Minnesota to be undefeated. Sure. So my question of the day for you, who loses first, Minnesota basketball, Minnesota football? Wow. Well, I'd have to look at the Minnesota f- basketball and football schedules. Um, but They play Penn State next week in football. Minnesota does? Yeah. So then Minnesota's going to lose. Minnesota football's going to lose first. But something's got to give in that game. If you're – that's the best thing about college sports because they're all 18 to 22-year-olds, and you just don't know what you're going to expect, expect from them. You know that the Bulls were going to be mediocre at best in basketball this year but just because they don't have the pieces, they don't have an established vet, whatever. They're pros at the end of the day, and they're going to win some games and they're going to lose some games. But, you know, you look at Ohio State football, you had the question marks like – how good was Justin Fields going to be? Whether you knew he was going to be awesome, you you still had some questions about you know how it was going to end up. So that's why college sports are so great. There's question with questions with every single team, even Michigan State. They don't have length for the first half of the year. Like that's a huge piece of their puzzle, you know. So there's tons of questions, and like you said, I'm excited for the answers. I think if any coach can handle not having Langford, it's Izzo. He because they did it all of last year, right? But he he's a he's a mastermind. He's, he's an evil genius. He's an evil genius. He wasn't on our Titus uh, sketch. He's room not, but picture. he's not. not. Definitely not. But he's an evil genius in a unique, different kind. I of don't. Way. I don't you remember if it was. Last night? Yeah, because his son scored. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I don't know if it was Big Cat or Titus who said it, because I and I don't want to get it wrong, but one of them has the. Th- I think it's t- it's got to be Titus that has the theory that. Michigan State and Izzo always creates this fake injury around his best player to make sure that they don't peak at the right time. So he's not faking this one. Why would he have Langford out at the beginning of the year? That doesn't know. that doesn't make any sense. So, that was a Titus quote. Um, but yeah, Izzo, I always said growing up, um, shout out to my former high school coach, Kurt Hansen. We always talked about how if I can't play for Ohio State, I'd the coach I'd want to play for second most would be Izzo, without a doubt. Like the, the relationships that he has with his players and – from talking to Michigan State players, they all feel the same way about him. They love the guy to death. So I'm a big Izzo fan, um, obviously. If I'm playing right now, I'm playing for Coach Holtman, but huge Izzo fan as well. You think Holtman's ready for the hype around his team? Um, Yeah, I mean, he – we recruit the types – types we. Ohio State is always – they recruit the type of guys that 
they don't have, yeah, you got to have a certain amount of ego to be a really good basketball player. Like, that's what I always talk about with Jalen. Like, Jalen has a really good mix of being humble and also having an ego because he wouldn't be as good uh, as he is without an ego. Um, but that's how kind of the whole roster is made up. Like, Caleb Wesson is one of the most humble guys, you know, I've ever been around. Um, the dude is preseason ESPN ranked him as a top, like, six, six player yeah, number six. In, in the country in basketball. And you he, he he he's not posting that everywhere. You know what I mean? So, Holtman will definitely do a really good job of keeping the guys humble and making sure that, you know, yeah, there's expectations, but at the same time, like, we got to get better every single day, and, and he's the best guy for that. I'm not worried about them um, being too great at all. If, if you're watching on YouTube and you see us looking to the left, We're it's because the Bulls, the Bulls are playing the Cavs, and I'm a huge Bulls fan. Zolden, I don't even know what he is. Um, cause no, I'm, ch- a, I'm a huge Bulls fan too, but we know that there are Cavs fans out there either listeners or people you've interacted with. So we kind of have a, not a rooting interest in the Cavs as well, but no, not at but all. But a, a peaked interest in the Cavs to see what's going on in the Ohio world. Yeah. That's something that's important to us. Yeah, especially that Beeline's their coach now, so it's a little Michigan-Ohio rivalry. It's all fun stuff. But, yeah, back to Big Ten basketball. Um, Holman's going to have the troops rally. Die. Hype is good. Would you rather have your team have hype or no hype? I mean, like, come on. Hype. You'd rather yeah, have, have hype, hype for yeah. sure. Because we had none last year. Like, holy shit. Sorry. But Holtman's <laughs> good with getting the unexpected teams to do the unexpected. Yeah, so now that he has an expected team, how good is he going to be? Let's see. Even better. Buckle up and drive the lane <laughs> to find out. So, another thing that we're going to get to as basketball season rolls around, Joey, you've played in from high school to, to this point in your life, I'd say a million <laughs> different basketball arenas, would yeah. you say? Um, it's actually at 985,642, but okay, yeah, yeah, almost a million. And I've been a fan my whole life, so I've been to my Shout out to Zolden for, for being a fan. That is hard. It is hard to be a fan, especially when you're fan of the Browns. For, uh, the Browns, yeah. But I've been to a lot of arenas, a lot of venues, basketball, football, soccer. <laughs> Wait, did you say Browns? Oh, shoot. Wait, did you say Browns? <laughs> or you, could, or you so. could say something like, the Browns have to play the Patriots this week. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they played them last week. We could, or, or we could say, hey, how about Baker Mayfield? <laughs> <laughs> or we could be like, how about Mitch Trubisky? And then... <laughs> <laughs> but how about, uh, at least we're Buckeyes fans. Yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Okay, um, anyway, uh, yeah, stadiums, stadiums, awesome places. Uh, I have a way different opinion of stadiums now being a player because I, I don't look at the popcorn or the hot dogs or the views from the stands when I'm looking at which stadiums are my favorite. I look at, you know, I'm thinking about the atmosphere and, the, and if the, how ruthless the fans are towards the opposing teams and stuff like that. All that went into play when I'm talking about my favorite places in the Big Ten and beyond. Well, what about you? Well, let's uh, let's hear <laughs> oh. let's hear what some of your favorites. Sure. Are. Okay. Well, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go? Uh, you say all yours, and then I say all mine. Do you want to rotate? I don't well, think they're really like uh, really indicative <laughs> of each other. Uh, let's um. Well, I'll just say mine. Uh, you say yours first, because yours don't matter as much. Okay, okay. mine. True, mine <laughs> matters much. So, a couple honorable mentions. Okay, Mizzou Arena never is filled. A game that was filled. Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. That was a lot of fun. They won. That was awesome. Let's go Tigers. So, honorable Hold mention, that Tigers. Honorable mention to say? Mizzou Arena for that specific Zach Levine made someone fall just now. Sorry. They called a foul. Oh, he it was Colin oh, Sexton. Sexton. 
Speaking of the SEC, I saw him play. I have a picture with him. I was, he's a future guest of the show. <laughs> um, so, Mizzou Arena. Fangirling. Speaking of the Bulls, United Center. Okay. Greater, that's yeah. a great place to watch Honorable mention game. on mine. Well, that's a great place to watch a game because they hold so many events. Big Ten Tournament, March Madness, everything. So, I'm guessing you've played there a million times. But last year, I played there three times. That's crazy. Yeah. Childhood For dream. not to be your home arena and to not even be a college arena – to play there three times is pretty crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, but we can get into that when we talk about it. Yeah, we'll get into that okay. later. United so, Center, Mizzou, honorable mentions. Cool. Honorable mentions. Now we get to my top three. The Going sp- backwards. backwards. Three to one. Yeah. Sprint Center. Okay. Kansas City. Battle for the border. Battle okay. for the border. No. What is it called, though? Um, the Border War. Oh, man. Border War. No, oh, when, te- when those teams get together, throw the record books out. Yeah. You, you may have been getting confused with... Missouri Arkansas, which is the battle line rivalry, but <laughs> Missouri Kansas is the oh, how can I, Missouri Kansas how can I get those two confused? and it's back. But I was privileged enough to go to an exhibition game, Missouri Kansas at the Sprint Center. It was sold out. They were treating it like it was Game Seven of the NBA Finals. It was it was really a sight to see. Sprint Center is a great arena. It's new. It's nice. That's my third. Okay. Okay. A lot of these are situation based too. So like yeah, I have, of course they all I have are. Quicken Loans Arena on here. Okay. The because Q, of one certain Because cut. of yeah. the game that I was at. I was at game six of the NBA Finals when Steph threw his mouth guard and got thrown out of the game sitting in a box. Why is that funny? You oh, I thought it was going to be cool and like, woo, sitting in a box. But sitting in a box. Yeah. I see. I have, you can't, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I have command of the buttons that are yeah. right in front of me. It's like my, I feel at home. That's right so, so I was at that game and funny story about that is I, was at that game. Obviously, Kyrie was still a cab at the time. This was pre-mood swings. And no, it was probably during or mood during, swings. It was probably actually during, his cabs during a mood was, swing. Yeah, when, when he was talking about the earth being flat. So, I saw Kyrie in Vegas, and I went up to him. I said, Kyrie, what's up, man? Like, you're sick. Like, can we get a selfie? He was like, come on, man. I'm on vacation. You can appreciate that. Producer Jack was actually there with oh, me. Oh, Jack's told me this story. And, and he was like, he was like, nah, man. Like, you're on vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm like, all right, I understand. Like, I was at game six, the NBA Finals. And he was like, all right, that's pretty sick. And I was, like, thinking he'd be like, do you want a picture now? But then I just walked away. But game six, the NBA Finals, Quicken Loans Arena, now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. That place was awesome. You all Rocket know- Mortgage Fieldhouse, that's what it's called? Yeah. That's terrible. Because Rocket Mortgage bought Quicken Loans. What's, what's worse, that or Guaranteed Rate Field? Guaranteed Rate Field. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> guaranteed Rate Field. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. People are gonna hate us. They're gonna have the over under set on button pushes next episode. Dockage will bet on it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a little inside joke. Before the interview, you'll understand. After the interview, but yeah, Quicken Loans Arena number two, and then drum roll. Oh, we need a drum roll. You need a drum roll. Producer Jack, get on the drum roll. Get on the drum roll. Thank you. Uh, Number one, the greatest place to watch a sporting event. Arrowhead, Kansas City. I notice I have two Kansas City on here. Arrowhead. But, Andrew, that's not a basketball stadium. But since you got to use, like, NBA arenas and random arenas, yeah, no, it's fair that I get to use a football field. Arrowhead <laughs> is incredible. Producer Jack was actually there with me, too. Yeah, he told me about that. I don't actually. go anywhere. <laughs> I don't go anywhere without Producer Jack. Producer Jack, not to get confused with our social media intern, they are not the same they person. They are not the same intern. That they, or they are not the same person. They have the same name. Producer Jack and I and a bunch of other people went to – Arrowhead for a Monday night football game. Dun, 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 dun. Da-na, Chiefs against the Washington Redskins, who, by the way, 
in the latest Bleach Report mock draft had Chase Young going number three to the Redskins, which if that's the case, Urban Meyer no needs chance. to be coaching oh my God, Chase stop. Young, okay, stop. Terry McLaurin, but stop. Dwayne Haskins. But <laughs> <laughs> number one, Arrowhead, it's, it's the, you need these noise-canceling headsets. It's that loud there. It's, it's incredibly fun. I would love it's to It's a go good there. time, and the Chiefs won the game. It's too bad. Uh, you know what's crazy? The Chiefs, I don't know if any Bears fans out there know this, but the Bears could have drafted Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think they also could have drafted Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Uh, that's just like speculation. I don't know yeah. if that's the truth or not, but right, I love those, Mitch. Those are my He's playing so well right now. How could you not? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was good. <laughs> All right, so – Little little quick recap for you. Mizzou Arena, <laughs> United Center, honorable mentions, top three, Sprint Center, Quick and Loans Arena, Arrowhead. But now we want to know, Joey, favorite places that you've played. Or maybe it doesn't have to be favorite, most memorable. Let's hear. Okay. Drum roll. Um, I, uh, <laughs> Zolden told me that we were doing this last night, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely write it down. Didn't write it down. Um, but I've actually been asked this question a bunch, so I have some answers and great reasoning behind them. Um, first, some honorable mentions. Um, I don't know what it's called necessarily, but in Nebraska Stadium, they are incredibly, like, that stadium is brand new, um, and they their fans are awesome. They sell it, like, every single game. The students are right on top of us. They said some really mean things to me, and they weren't even good, and they were like that. So that's always a great um, benchmark is if the team's not good and the arena's still packed, then that's an awesome fan base, obviously, but also makes for an awesome atmosphere. So, um they're, they're uh, definitely an honorable mention. Another honorable mention, um, I got to play in Madison Square Garden, um, which was awesome just because it, wow. that's the mecca of basketball. Wow. Um, all I wanted to do was dunk one there, uh, but we didn't have a shoot-around, so like I had literally two chances in warm-ups, and I missed them both, um, not because I couldn't jump high enough, uh, just because you know you miss some sometimes when you're this athletic and you get that high over the rim. So you were the second game of a back-to-back, I assume. Uh, no, we were, playing, we were just playing Minnesota, and we just didn't practice in the United Center the day before. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said Madison Square Garden. Yeah, we were playing Minnesota in the in the United in the in the in Madison Square Garden because they got it was like the Big Ten's trying to expand east and all that stuff. We whatever. said the United Center, so I was just a little confused. Yeah, but I meant Madison Square Garden. <laughs> okay. That's I I said United Center like by accident, like not when I was talking stating my case. <laughs> but okay. Um. Yeah. We. But then also we played the Big Ten tournament there, and um, that was actually one of the worst losses of um my time at Ohio State when we lost to Penn State because they missed a foul call on Katie Bates. The up and came down and made a layup to win the game. So, it, but it's the Mecca. Like, you're on the court and you can barely even see the fans because, like, they, like, they like narrow it in and just the lights are on the court and you can see just, like, the shadows of the fans. It's really, really cool. So, that's another honorable mention. Um, who else do I want to give honorable mentions to? Um, the Breslin Center for Michigan State is awesome, but um, that's too played out and everyone uses that one. The Cole Center for Wisconsin – also played out, but they have really, really awesome fans too, and I had a lot of friends there, so that would, so that those games were awesome. Um, the old Northwestern Arena, because it was like a high school basketball stadium, and whenever we went there, um, there were more Ohio State fans than Northwestern fans, so it felt like a home game on the road, which is always really cool. Um, let's see, uh, but I'll let's see if if any of them come to mind, I'll say them afterwards. But here are my top three, um, and I'm going to go in no particular order. Okay. Um, number one, in no particular order is Mackey Arena, which we talked to uh, with Dan Dockich, um, of course, because he is an Indiana guy. He calls games at Purdue all the time. He's excited for those games um, this year. But Purdue 
has the coolest arena because their fans are like above you, so they're yelling like at you, like like you're an animal in a cage. Like it's it's awesome, and, and it gets so loud because the shape of the arena is like a bowl, so sound just bounces off everywhere. And there was also um, probably the number one win of my college career was when we beat Purdue on the road. We were number like 13 in the country; they were number two or something like that. They had won a million games in a row there, and Kata. Um, Bates Diop made a layup to win the game there. So that's definitely, first and foremost, um, one of my favorite arenas. We talk about that game a lot because that was it's an unbelievable game, game to me. Yeah, unbelievable that. Game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that's first and foremost number one. Uh, number two, St. John Arena. That's a great Ooh. answer. Great answer, right? So Unique. So St. John was – the first arena, not the first arena, but the former arena for where Ohio State basketball games were held. Uh, um, I think 2002 or one is when the Schottenstein Center, the shot, um, was built for Ohio State basketball. And it's a little – I love the shot when it's packed, but it's hard to pack it because there's 19,000 seats. But for St. John, we had one game there my senior year. We um, had the inaugural, like, throwback game where, where they're going to play games at St. John Arena now. Um, and – uh, that atmosphere was incredible. It gets so loud because it's old and there's no air conditioning, so it's like it's just kind of you're just so warm and ready to roll, and it was just it's just so awesome. And all the fans loved it, and it was packed and sold out. And it's only like 10,000 fans instead of you know like 19,000 like the shots. So it people are dying to be at the game, which it makes it just so much cooler. And when we played that game, we won by a billion, and I had one of my best stat lines. It was like three, two, and two. So. There that, we I mean, go. Yeah, so, there that, we go. so that also holds a special place yeah. in my heart because the next day we beat Michigan and we stormed the field. So that was a great weekend if you're an Ohio State fan. Did you jump think, in uh, Mirror Lake? No. They, was it drained by then? Yeah, it was drained, but they also stopped that because um, a kid, rest in peace, he, he broke his he like broke his neck and, and passed away. So they had to stop that tradition, like literally my freshman year. So Bad vibes. Sorry I brought it up. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Anyway, we move on. Um, so, yeah, so St. John, Mackey, uh, and then number one, which uh, – I only got to play there one time. Uh, can I guess? Sure. Well, I, I can kind of narrow it down. You only got to play there one time, so it's not Big Ten. Is it Virginia? Yeah. It's oh. called, like, John Paul Jones Arena. I don't know if John Paul Jones, if it's named after the guy on Bachelor in Paradise or if it's named after some, like, famous politician or war hero because it's Virginia. Producer Jack. Producer Jack's on Google it, Google. I, I think it's literally – is it called John Paul Jones? Awesome. Good memory, Joey. Wait, um, uh, why is it called? Who's it named after? Find that out and get back to us. Say it into the mic. So, uh, um, yeah, that was the single loudest arena that I'd ever been in at any point. Um, we were up 16, and they went on like an 11-0 run to start the second half, and that was the loudest single moment. Coach Mata, we sat in the huddle. Coach Mata looked at us and just like shrugged his shoulders. was like, boys, like, you're not, I'm not going to talk because you can't hear me. <laughs> so that was insane, and it was a really cool atmosphere, and they went on to – be un- unbelievable that year and we should have beaten them which stinks but the reason why it's on my list is because it was the single loudest arena and they had great fans and it was the only time that I played in ACC arena so that was pretty awesome do you think well didn't you play one more time because we played three games at home in the Big Ten ACC challenge we played vir- we, my freshman year was Virginia at home Malcolm Brogdon had like 26 then we went to Virginia my sophomore year then we played Clemson at home then we played Syracuse at home why didn't you play at Clemson do you know that's the, that's the committee I don't know those are some cool answers I, I think People don't realize kind of what you've experienced in your life in terms of a basketball player. Experienced a lot. As Dan Dockett said, I played for 77 years. So um, <laughs> You uh, didn't play as long as Perry Ellis, but I, I mean, arguably. You know. 
You know, you were like a redshirt injury year away from actually playing for 15 years. Yeah, I. it's funny because when I was growing up, like, everyone always was like, oh, Aaron Kraft has been there forever. Like, when is this dude going to leave? And then my senior year, I'm starting to get tweets like, you're still on the team? Like, what is going on? Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh, cool. Like, I'm I'm that guy now. It's That's funny fun. because Ohio State fans right now are like, oh, Harbaugh's been there forever. Hope he's there for a million more years. You know, they love having Harbaugh on the Michigan sidelines. Harbaugh, yeah. stay there for as long as you like, my man. Michigan. Please. Speaking of Harbaugh, what a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's get to the interview with Dan Dockett. Before we get to our interview, yeah. there's something I want to ask Producer Jack that I've been waiting to ask him that I wanted to answer into the mic. Okay, this is right up his alley. What's the best stadium food you've ever had? Talking to the mic, Jack. That's a tough one. And I got to give it to the place I'm at most often, Soldier Field. Okay. Has a great prime rib. A little sandwich. Oh, okay, a sandwich. I was like, who's sitting there? <laughs> <laughs> a little prime rib for You're me. watching them slice it. It's not like a pre-made sandwich on the side. <laughs> this is This is good stuff. Yeah. Highly recommend if you ever go. All right. Well, I, me and Jack went to the Bears game separately last uh, Sunday and both experienced the torture together. Are so we allowed to fun. go to sporting events without Jack being there in some capacity? I've been to a million sporting events without Jack. Well, you've played. But I've also been. Can you confirm that he was not at all the sporting events that you've been to? Jack, were you, last year, were you at the preseason game for the Bulls where they played the Clippers? Unfortunately not. Okay. Oh, right. damn it. So... That was the only Bulls game I went to in four <laughs> years also. How about that? Jack, another one. Were you at the uh, the only other game that I got to go to um, that wasn't like – like you weren't at any Ohio State football game, so that doesn't count. But were you at um, the Cavs game where they played the Mavs in late March last year? Would never go to a Cavs game. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for sure two games that I've been to that Jack hasn't been at. So All you. right. That was some good arena talk. <laughs> good arena talk. We are your – Number one podcast for the Arena number Talk. one source for one person saying places they like to watch a game, one person saying places they like to play a game. I, it's hard to top. We we talked to Dockage about arenas, talked to Dockage about everything. Let's get to him right now. Buckle up, drive the lane. All right, we now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast, Dan Dockage, who does a million different things. Dan, welcome to the show. How are we feeling? Oh, man, we're doing good. You kidding me? Here's what I got. I got 17 to 1. I put $100 down. This is back on uh, the 4th of September on the Nationals. So I'm getting ready to rock and roll, getting ready to get my rally cap on, whatever I got to do. A little natitude. Went a little scratch tonight. It's a big night. Well, if, in my humble opinion, and my opinion doesn't matter, I like uh, Scherzer a lot more than I like Grinky tonight. I hope you're right. We shall see, man. It just takes one bomb or one hit or one air. And, but anyway, um, I do too. I hope it works. But we're not, well, yeah, we're not here to talk baseball, though. We're here uh, to talk strictly, you want. strictly college hoops. We got, a, we got a million things to talk about with you, but we're going to start it off with the biggest news in the college sports world right now. What are your thoughts on pay-for-play and what the NCAA – as recently said? Uh, I think the NCAA is a little bit behind. I think a little reactionary to courts. I think it's good. I think kids 
should have the ability to, to make money. I, I, I think there's a lot of aspects. I don't think the money's going to be what people think it's going to be. Uh, I'm interested to see how it's going to be taxed. I know there's a guy in North Carolina that, uh, a congressman, I guess, that uh, has said he wants to tax scholarships now. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know how locker rooms are going to be. Um, I don't know. You know, you always kind of go back to when you played. When I played, we had kid Steve Alford, who was uh, kind of a legend in Indiana coming in. I was a little bit older than him, and I don't know how he would have reacted if he was making a ton of money and we weren't. Um, if I were a business, the last person in the world that I would want representing my business is a college student or a college athlete, but I'm not a business. So, uh, we, we shall see. I really don't know. I honestly, um, I honestly don't know. I think it's a good first step. Um, I think it's going to be a while before it all gets hashed out, but, uh, I think it's a, it's a really good first step. Uh, anyone who follows you on Twitter knows how you kind of feel just in general about pl- uh, paying players. How do I feel? I, In my opinion, and I don't disagree with you, you're saying that a college scholarship should be enough for any – No, I've never said that. Never one time in my life have maybe I said not that. Word what for, I, what maybe I not said, word for I'm, word. I'm, I've never even come close to saying that. What I have said is, is that college kids – are paid. And you can argue that all you want, but if you don't agree with that, then you're a fool because when you're 21, 18, 19, 20 years old, you have everything paid. I'm just going to use Andrew when he went on scholarship. You know, he was, he literally got everything paid for and then he got $540 uh, every two weeks. Now, if that's not payment, then we live in a different world. I've never said a scholarship's enough, never one time in my life. In fact, uh, before, way before you were born, maybe before your parents were born in 1983, I went and advocated for players to get more money, uh, when I was a player at Indiana. And then when I was a coach, uh, I had fundraisers to give players more money. So there's never been a time ever on my Twitter account, on my radio show, on ESPN, where I've ever said a scholarship is enough. You got that wrong. You're right. I should I definitely should have phrased that a little bit better. Well, there's no other way to phrase it other than you're wrong. So go ahead. <laughs> well, what I think is I, I, I totally agree with you on that. I think where we'll see the most change is what you were kind of talking about. Like I think we'll see guys like Trevor Lawrence who are all of a sudden in head and shoulders commercials with Patrick Mahomes and guys like that. I think that's where we'll see the biggest Yeah, I change. bet we won't. I bet we won't. I bet if I'm a business, there's no way in hell I want some 18 to 22-year-old uh, representing my business. I'm one bad night away on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter from a college kid getting drunk or doing something. Uh, from it hurting my business. Now, again, I'm not a businessman, but I have several friends that are, and they laugh at the idea of allowing some kid uh, to represent their business. I think what you'll see, and Trevor Lawrence is a good example. I think you may see Trevor Lawrence uh, signed with Nike. You may see the, you know one or two guys uh, per conference maybe sign a major deal. But uh, I, again, but I, I don't know. I'm just telling you when I've talked to people uh, around um, the idea that I'm going to let some 18, it's like this, the Indianapolis, the Indiana Pacers, the Indiana Pacers uh, have a thing that they do. And I don't know if you've seen it or not with a Hickory Hickory is the fictitious team in Hoosiers and they wear Hickory jerseys and they, um, have Hickory nights and they honor, uh, kind of that thing. Well, people ask, well, why don't you use a real high school? 
Well, you can't use a real high school because what if something happens bad at that high school? Then you're tied into that high school. What if something happens with a kid at that high school? So I think it's going to be very interesting. I think the number one place that's going to benefit is a place like Ohio State. You don't have a professional team there, whether it's football or basketball. You have an incredibly high-level fan base, and you have players uh, that are beloved by a fan base. And I think you'll see kids have real opportunities to make money there. But I, I mean, look, unless CEOs are a lot dumber than I think, there ain't no way in hell I'm letting some 18 to 22 year old uh, be the face of my business while he's still in college. Yeah, and you were kind of getting into it. Where I differ from Zoldan a little bit is I think it's more so um, that the players can market to their fan bases more, not the nationwide fan base, but you know, right. like a guy being able to sell a T-shirt with his face on it. Obviously, you know right. me and and. If I could have been able to do that, it would have been a couple hundred bucks in my pocket. Like that's not hurting right. anyone, and it's and it's super easy. No, you're to do absolutely it. right. Things like that. I'll give you another example. Like, well, and this goes back a hundred years, but I paid attention. So when I was in high school, excuse me, college, I couldn't run a basketball camp, and you couldn't run a basketball camp right. apparently when you were in. And you know, now I remember two years out of college, I started running my own basketball camp and I did it for 24 years in my high school. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, would this have been nice to do one day, one week out of a year with my high school coach or something, split the money. That's pretty good. Instead of having to work in the steel mill for, uh, for an entire summer to basically make the same money. So I think you're going to see that. I think you'll see kids be able to do things like that. I think you'll see probably schools set up autograph signing type things um, but I don't, you know, like I said, I think there's very few guys like Zion Williamson or, you know, you can take the big 10, uh, right now, big 10 basketball. I was talking to Izzo yesterday and he's like, look, I don't know that Cassius Winston would make any money. Probably would make some, but I don't know that he's going to make a ton. And, and the other part about it, none of these guys are going to make nearly enough, um, that would stop them from going you know, to the, uh, to the pros, like somebody asked DeAndre Fox, a kid from Kentucky, you know, if you could have been paid at Kentucky with us, would you have, would you have stayed? And his answer was F no, of course it's F no. Cause nobody dreams of, you know, making money and having to do a signing. They dream of doing what they dream of playing college, uh, excuse me. They dream of playing NBA basketball. So, you know, the idea that this is going to stop kids from going to the NBA really is silly, really silly. Right. Cause People, you kind of alluded to it. People think that there's all this money that would be going to all these kids, and that's just definitely not the case. Well, let me ask you this, Joey. Let me ask you this. Um, I mean, truthfully, you know, Kate Bates, Diop, and, and Jason were were stars. Would they have made any money? Was there any? Was there any? Was there a big? I don't know. Was there a big market for them in in Columbus, Ohio? It's funny because I was I was just talking to someone about this the other day. I think that even though Kata was the guy who who might be a first team all american and big time player of the year front runner the whole year i think jt would have been the guy that right. people looked at as i would much rather have him on a billboard or have him in a commercial or whatever that might be um based, based right let me ask you that, this how would the team how would the team have handled that I, that's you know that's funny cuz that's a tough question and i since that's never really happened um i don't know exactly nobody knows right exactly i yeah. i know only for myself it'd be pretty cool but at the same time, if I was a guy that was getting, you know, more than three minutes of playing time in blowouts, and it could have been me, like if on a level playing field, then I would be jealous, of course. How would Kata feel if he's the player of the year? And this is, I'm not asking this because we don't know. Of course. But these are the things, like, how would Kata feel if all of a sudden he sees JT 
making a couple thousand dollars a week or whatever it was going to be. And he's not making nothing. And he's the player of the year. And he, you know, those are the things that like, if I put my coaching hat on, those are the things that I say, Whoa, Whoa, wait a second, man, that's kind of tough. And then if I put my player hat on thinking back a hundred years, I'd be like, well, damn, I'm the player of the year in the league. Yeah. I get the JT's the guy from here and I'm from Illinois, but, you know, I, it, those are the things that there's always unattended consequences. Yeah, let's put it that way. Weird team dynamics. And stuff right. Like that, and that that's what, that's where co- that's see coaches, people, people think that coaches are against this stuff because they're, you know, uh, not jealous. They're, they're trying to keep players down or they're right. trying, that's not it. Coaches, this is what you know, I've had a conversation with Izzo about this. I've had four different conversations with four different head coaches uh, about this. And, and that's where coaches are. Hell, coaches could care less whether or not players make more money. They would like to have them make more money. But coaches also got to get, as you know, you got to get in a locker room and coach a team. Yep. And and even on the best of teams, it's hard to keep teams together. And now you got all this thrown into it. So that's really where coaches are uh, – Coaches, <laughs> coaches are nervous more than anything else, probably on how to handle it. Yeah, it just makes a tough job even tougher. With I mean, yeah, and then you got a well-paying job though. It ain't digging yeah. ditches though, brother. Hey, <laughs> no, hold on now. It. it ain't you know. No, it ain't right it that. ain't it ain't working in a steel mill, man. It's uh, coaching a little bit of ball. So I ain't crying for a guy making five million dollars to coach a little ball. Me neither. You know, I really think we could talk about this for however long it takes for this actually come into effect. But I would like to transition we would like to talk a little bit about this upcoming basketball season if that's all right with you <laughs> yeah let's do it so we want to know what, what are your thoughts on the big 10 as a whole any any sleeper teams any teams that you know are going to be incredible what are you thinking i don't know you know the only team that i think you know is michigan state because of the guys they got back particularly winston i think they got they got bumped a little bit when uh, langford isn't around Joey, I went to go see Ohio State, and holy hell, do they look good to me. I mean, obviously they miss you. <laughs> obviously they're dying to have you. Don't get me wrong. Let's preface it by saying that. But I'll tell you this, man. They look damn good to me. I mean, they looked – and Carton wasn't playing. Now, Andrew tells me that Carton is is, uh, is really, really good. Um, but the truth of the matter is, to me, they looked young, energetic, with a couple guys, the, the Wesson boys that are – I don't know. Looked really good. And then here's the other thing. When you look at the Big Ten and you look overall, okay, who do you really know? Like everybody tells me Illinois is going to be good because Bashanis Vili and Io are back. And I think they are very good. I think they have a chance to be very good. You know, but but do you really know because they've never been up there? The only teams that you could say you know something about are basically Purdue and Wisconsin, but that's just based on history. Purdue lost a ton of dudes. Right. And, you know, the one dude was getting about 35 a night by the end of the year, Carson Edwards, right? So you sit there and you go, all right, well, what is Purdue? Well, Purdue's consistent. They're always in the top three or four. You know, Matt Painter's become kind of like Bo Ryan. You know, Wheeler kid's really good. Hunter is a freshman. We'll, now a sophomore. We'll see what, what he could do. No jelly. I mean, but you don't know. And, and Indiana, you know, people discount Indiana, but I think they get better without Romeo Langford. And I think that their backcourt – is freed up a little bit, and then they signed a six foot ten kid, Trace uh, Jackson Davis, who's a five star kid. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're not pretty good. You know, Rutgers got a lot better. Geo Baker and 
and Ron Harper Jr. But but in, in Maryland, everybody that's that I know that's gone to see Maryland says, look, this kid Wiggins is going to be the draft choice out of the Big Ten that no one's talking about. Uh, Cowan has been there. I think Cowan, when you and Mark Titus were sharing the bench together 27 years ago because you were at Ohio State for 16 freaking years, uh, Anthony Cowan's been there for 16 freaking years as well. So, but I swear to God, you know, is Minnesota, Eric Curry's out. I don't know if that, you know, they lost some guys, but still Nebraska, Nebraska sold out their gym. Fred Hoiberg has a bunch of guys that have played at a bunch of different places. And you know, if you go by history, Fred Hoiberg, um, wins with those guys. So, but you don't know, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, Michigan, what the hell is going to happen? New coach, uh, a lot of guys back, Xavier Simpson and Cassius Winston. You can make the argument, two best point guards in the league, but you got a new coach, a totally new system. I think the big 10 is the most, um, what's the right word? I think the big 10 is the most, I think we're all the most uninformed about the big 10 as, uh, as, more than any other league because we just have so many unknowns, but I loved Ohio state when I watched them practice. Holy hell. Yeah. I unbiasedly, if I take off my Ohio state cap for a second, I just, I, when I watched them practice, I got the same feeling as you. It's just the talent is just, I mean, I was on some teams with some talent and then you watch them practice and it's like, that's just the, it's a different ball game. Now they got, they got dudes who care and dudes who are talented. It's a scary combo. So yeah, but I agree. yeah I watched last year and I remember telling uh, Coach Holman said what do you think I said well where are the pros I said you know I don't see anybody that that are pros this year I don't know that anybody's a pro but I know that Caleb Weston's in his twentieth year and he seems like he cares <laughs> um, this kid Gaffney is athletic as hell Andrew tells me that Carton's a one and done type of a of a talent whether he becomes one and done who knows and then there's a bunch of guys this kid Liddell from from uh, from uh, Illinois, Mr. Basketball. Holy cow, is he a tough dude. So, you know, um, but again, Purdue, I think the Wheeler kid is going to be a, be a first-team all-league kid, maybe not this year, maybe next year. And I think you got a lot of guys. Uh, Travion Williams came on. But it's a, it's an unknown league. It's really a big-time unknown league. It's exciting. I, you're right, though. Michigan State is the only team that you know what you're going to get. Kind of. Yeah, but yeah. kind of. You're right. And But, Mich- I mean, Cassius Winston is – the best player in the Big Ten and maybe the best player in the country. So that's that's exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I feel like it might be the similar similar suspects. But I'm, I, I'm a huge Rutgers guy, too, because um, they beat me twice when I was in school, maybe even three times. I don't think anyone's ever lost to them that many times. Since I, I think Indiana might have. I think Indiana – I think they've had Indiana's number. I could be wrong about that, but uh... – yeah, and Penn State. I mean, the guy Lamar Stevens. He, if you're going to name first team all league guys, here's a guy that's six foot six, strong build, can go inside outside. He's experienced. I think he's going to end up. I don't know if he's going to end up as Penn State's all time leading scorer, but he's going to be close. And yeah. truthfully, if you go through the top five picks and, or excuse me, not top five picks, if you go through the top five players, I don't know. Uh, he's probably among them, if not a chance for player of the year, and that's Penn State. So. You know, Curtis Jones comes over to Penn State. Curtis Jones was a kid that had 23 as a freshman for Indiana uh, against uh, Kansas, and then he goes to Oklahoma State, scores in double digits, leaves there. So uh, it's it's interesting. It's going to be a very interesting Big Ten season. Yeah, it might. The Big Ten might have the highest floor teams wise that it's had in in a good number of years. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah, good. Are there any players or teams outside the Big Ten that you're excited to see? 
Yeah, Memphis. I think Memphis is interesting. I watched them last year, and I didn't like the way they handled Tubby Smith. I'm a big Tubby Smith guy, and they went and got Anthony Hardaway, and they, you know, the old curmudgeon coach and me didn't like the way they did Tubby. But you know what? At the end of the day, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Penny Hardaway has energized it. Now they got this freshman kid named James Wiseman, who is by all accounts phenomenal. I mean, he is absolutely a monster. And I thought, I thought that last year, um, I thought Penny Hardaway did a really good job coaching kind of a mishmash of teams. And now he's got basically a top two or three recruiting class. And the truth is, I mean, you coach him, he's a Memphis guy. There are a lot of them are Memphis kids. So they're, they're playing for pride. I think Memphis is going to be very good. I think Cole Anthony at North Carolina uh, is a guy that could make a jump as a, uh, he's not going to be a Zion Williamson type, but he's a very, very, very good player. I think there's a kid, Anthony Edwards, Crean got, uh, he's a top five recruit. Um, Crean's teams didn't play defense at Georgia and they did, they threw the ball away, but this kid is, is a, is a real, real talent. And, you know, like I said, we'll see. I mean, we'll see who can play. We'll see who can't play. But uh, and I'm, it makes us to see Kansas. I mean, all the crap Kansas has been through and all the stuff. Um, you know, they have as much talent as anybody in the country. Um, are they going to play like it? We're going to find out because the Champions Classic is coming up, and they're going to be playing them. I'm not. They play Michigan State, I think. I'm not sure, but uh, they got everything you want in the team, and and we'll see. Yeah, it's 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 a fun year for college basketball. Just it's the the cream of the crop. They're still there, but you don't you just don't even like Duke. You just don't you don't know what you're going to get with these young guys. It's it's exciting. Yeah, Duke almost lost, I believe, to Northwest Missouri State. Or so. I, yeah. I don't know, it was a really good division. Was, I think it was defending Division Two national champs. Right. And you know their players are talking about being nervous. I'll tell you this. That means. I don't remember Zion Williamson or, or Reddish or those guys being nervous. I mean, yeah, it's, no it, doubt. it's a little bit different, but um, no, anyway, I, I do think it's going to be, um, I do think it's going to be interesting. What do you think about those games slash exhibition scrimmages against those division two, II, division three teams? What do you think as a um, coach they do? Um, you know, you want, here's what I always thought. And Joey, maybe you felt this way. Maybe you didn't, but I'll never forget. <clears throat> and I used to talk to every player when I was coaching in Indiana and even at Bowling Green, like when you run out there for a game and you guys practice in different facilities, but most, you know, a lot of teams practice, you know, like we always practice in assembly hall every day. And then all of a sudden you run out and man, wait a second, this doesn't even look nearly the same because the bleachers are pulled out. The band is in there. The lights are brighter. The whole arena is set up totally different than what it is for practice. I think sometimes for a lot of guys in their first or maybe even second year, I think a lot of times that affects them. So I think when you get the opportunity to play, you know, you don't need to play two division two teams, but you get opportunity to play, you know, a division two team or a team that, you know, is going to give you a challenge, but you know, you're going to win, but you just get used and you get acclimated to what a game night is uh, in your arena. I think that's important. Now, as a coach, you freaking hate it because let's be honest, Duke doesn't shouldn't lose to Northwest uh, freaking uh, Missouri or whoever it was. And so as a coach, you're puking all day because you don't want to lose, you know, a game like that. But the truth of the matter is if, if, if done right, it makes your team better. Like last night, Indiana played Gannon. And the truth is Gannon shouldn't be able to play with Indiana. But the truth is also Indiana's got a bunch of kids that have never played together. So they're down after about 17 minutes, Indiana turns it around, wins by 30. It's kind of a perfect game. 
for IU because they, you know, players learn that, hey, look, you can't take anybody for granted. They got to play on their home court. They got to be acclimated in front of their fans, and they ended up winning by 100. So it's kind of the perfect way you want to have an exhibition game if you're a coach. Yeah, as a as a player, I kind of looked at it as a, a great thing because we, as guys, were sick and tired of beating up on each other for sure. Months. And then just a good opportunity to get a warm-up in front of our fans. And then if I'm talking specifically for myself, I knew I was going to play in those games. So, um. Hey, let me tell you something. When Andrew was at Michigan, I always went to the exhibition games because I knew his little ass was going to get in there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No doubt about it. No question. It sounds like those exhibition games is when, as a coach, you pull out the tape measure and the ladders and you show that the hoops are the same height and the court's the same length. Take a little page out of the Hoosiers book. Yeah, I suppose, but as a coach of the team that's supposed to win, all you do is puke and say, man, just get me through this damn game and don't let us lose. Like, we, I was at Bowling Green, we played Finley, and I didn't realize Finley was the number two team in the country in Division Two. and I'm like, oh, God. 30 minutes away, they brought more fans than we had. Ended up winning the game, but it was the worst day of my life. I'll never forget it, playing Finley. I'm like, damn, I've coached a national championship, but this is the worst day of my life? And the answer was yes, because you can't lose that game. Yeah, and I, and if we're talking about Finley, then we got to talk about Aaron Kraft, right? So, who do you, well, we must talk about Aaron Kraft if we're talking anything Ohio State. <laughs> so let's give a shout out. This is his last year. He'll be retiring and he'll be going to medical school. So, uh, the world of medicine, I assume, will have the all-time greatest to ever do it. There you go. Right. Of How's course. Who, is there someone? I I think I might have uh, a good answer for you. But is there someone that could be this year's Aaron Kraft for you? Well, you never forget your first love. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, probably not. I, I don't think that uh, – why? Who you got? I, well, you talked about someone who had been at school for a long time. He's a point guard. He plays hard. Anthony Cowan, maybe. It's not the same. I'm a big Anthony – and I'm not going to lie. If I, I, I think I have a couple of Maryland games. There will be Anthony Cowan love. There will be Cassius Winston love, but more so because he has the worst body to ever be player of the year. <laughs> So there will be love for those two. There's no question. Anthony Cowan is one of my all-time favorites. So, yes, you're right. I don't know that it'll get as obnoxious as it was relative to Aaron Kraft, but it may get, it'll get close to that level, I'm there, telling you. There, yes. won't, there won't be Maryland basketball bingo like there was Ohio State basketball bingo. There could be. There could be. <laughs> Dockage is going to go through the entire history of Anthony Cowan's life, love life, social life, <laughs> Snapchat, whatever the hell it is. It could be. I'm not saying it's not, but it certainly could be. What are some early games on the slate for you that you're calling that you're looking forward to being a part of? You know what? I'm, and I don't. This game's not going to be nearly as good as last year. But I'm going to call the Purdue game at home against Virginia. And now, look, <clears throat> I get it. Everybody's gone. Uh, I get it. But it, Mackey Arena, as you well know, is insane. And Mackey, truthfully, they don't get great matchups a lot of times. They don't. You know, a few years ago they had Duke come in there. Uh, but Mackey Arena to me is going to be insane. And truthfully, I can't wait for that game. I really can't. I want to see, uh, I want to see the matchup. Really, it was a game of the year last year. Yeah. Um, and in Elite Eight. Now, I get it. No Carson Edwards, no Kyle Guy, uh, no Ty Jerome, no DeAndre Hunter. Okay, fine. But you and I both know that Virginia is going to be a top. 15 team Purdue I think will end up in the top 10 or top 15 so truthfully of all the games uh that's the one I'm looking forward to the most I'm also I'm gonna do Iowa Iowa State and I've never done that game it's going to be in in Ames um Hilton 
And I played in that place a couple times. It's completely insane. I like that. And magic. And yeah, and Iowa, truthfully, Iowa needs to get going a little bit. Iowa yeah. needs to do some things. So those are just a couple. Speaking of Iowa, Bohannon got clear today, so that's good. They said he's going to play the that first That is game. good. I, you know, it's funny. At the Big Ten media day, I was talking to Fran Fraschella. I said, hey, man, is he going to be cleared? And he said, ah. You know, even if he is, I don't know. And we'll see. I mean, I, look, that dude just makes big shots. He's that incredible. dude, yeah, he can go for a lifetime. And he just, he's, he's a little like Joey Lane. I always said, man, Joey Lane, he's going to come into the game and he's going to get the opportunity to drop 10 points. I'm not saying he's going to make three threes, <laughs> but it's going to be, he's going to shoot them. You know, and Bohannon is always there, man. He's always, always, um, He's dangerous. He could miss whatever, and he's dangerous as hell. Like, really, no really doubt about good. It. So I'm, I'm going to quote you on something that you said last year in a game. In a random Cincinnati Xavier blowout, you were on the record saying that Joey Lane is the most exciting walk-on in the country. Yeah. <laughs> what led yeah. you to say that? He just told you. Well, <laughs> what led me to say that, I truthfully at the time, I was probably a little bit sticking it to both Cincinnati. Was it Cincinnati Xavier? Was yeah. it Cincinnati Ohio State? Cincinnati Xavier. Yeah, probably sticking it to both of those schools just because, you know, they don't want to hear it, and I like doing that stuff. But, no, I'm telling you, man, Joey Lane comes in, the crowd gets going. <laughs> you know the first time he touches it, he's not looking on the floor. He's not putting it over his head looking to pass. He's going to if, – if, if he's got space, he's going to shoot. Uh, a lot of guys need to stretch and do all that happy horse bleep. Joey was born. He's like a rubber band. He's just loose and ready to go. And, uh, yeah, and then the antics on the sideline add to it. But I remember saying that, and I remember getting a little blowback on that because then I had every freaking uh, uh, walk-on in the history of schools said, no, I'm better. I'm like, shut up. You ain't Joey Lane. Leave me the hell alone. Joey Lane's the most exciting. Don't at me, people. You so, should see how red and excited he is right now. Uh, you can't see it. We'll it's true, we'll, though. We'll hey, YouTube. the boy, look. I, he's told me that I in wish, person before. I, it's not the first time I've heard If I it. look back on my college career, I wish I had more Joey Lane in me because <laughs> I got to play a lot more than Joey Lane, but I was always trying to find the next guy, do what Coach Knight wanted. Screw that. I should have aimed high, let it fly, and screw whatever the hell else happened. Uh, but I didn't, so there you go. I do remember the first time I met you, you said, oh, man, you said, the over-under was three and a half shots this game, and you let me down. You only shot three. Yeah. <laughs> See, people think that we're all that serious when we're doing broadcasts. Let me tell you something. We're betting everything. <laughs> we're betting. You know, I mean, I'm, hey, how many points do you think? Oh, he's not going to get 10. Nah, bullshit. We're, we're going to go. Now, Joey Lane's going to come in. I'll, I'll give you three and a half shots. Let's bet a box <laughs> and take the over the under. See, people think like, oh, man, Dockage hates everybody. We're all, No, hell no. We're just, we, we get mad when you cost us money. <laughs> Shoot. You can't, you, who are you shitting? You know, you guys don't, you don't do what we think you're supposed to do. It's nothing professional. It's all personal. <laughs> totally. Who's your, who's your favorite uh, guy to call game with? You know, that's interesting. People have asked me that and I don't really, here's the deal. I've been lucky. Like I love Jason Benetti, man, the white side. He's so great. He's I love, best. oh, Tariko. Trico was the all timer because Trico was literally nervous that he would, he gets really comfortable with me and then he'll say something and he's like, Oh crap. I hope I don't get fired. Cause he's a dumbass. <laughs> um, like I'm a big baseball fan and, and my friend Dave Fleming, who I do Tuesdays, he and Dan Shulman, they're both baseball guys. 
truthfully, I, I've never worked with a guy that I didn't like. It's weird. It's it's, um, and I hear this a lot from guys. Oh, I can't stand working with him or blah blah. blah. I've never had that. I mean, uh, Sean McDonough, who's like the youngest guy ever to call a World Series, and I do probably three or four games a year. I just like it. Um, but for me, like, um, I like the night before. Like, we all go out to dinner. And like with Tariko, we we had this in our Tuesday night groups, showman, whatever. We we all have the same director, same producer, same guy. So about ten or twelve of us, we'll get to the town as quick as we can, just so we can go out to dinner and and crack on each other, you know. And and so that's I really haven't never had a guy that I've said to ESPN, hey man, I don't want to work with him. Like Benetti, you know, Benetti has cerebral palsy, right? So Benetti walks and, you know, he walks funny and, you know, he, he laughs about it and all that stuff. But Jason's like, he'll do stuff like we'll be walking through an airport and he'll stop and he'll go, all right, what are the odds that I fall? <laughs> I'm like, what? What the hell? So just stuff like that where you just don't take stuff serious and you just laugh and you have a good time. Those are the most fun things for me. Is there anyone that you haven't worked with that you want to? Or in your wildest dreams? Yeah, you know what? It, yeah, it's interesting you say that. I, I really, really like uh, Kevin Harlan. Like, I think Kevin Harlan is great, man. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, and Gus, I like Gus, but uh, Kevin Harlan has an energy. And his call, he was doing Monday Night Football on the radio, and some guy ran on the field, and he was doing like the play-by-play when a guy. If you ever get a chance, YouTube, it's it's the most hilarious thing. I'm I'm a big I'm a big Kevin Harlan fan. I, I, I think he is um I think he's one of the most energetic, entertaining, fun, funny dudes out there. I, I would love to work with Kevin. Yeah, absolute legend. I think if we're talking about broadcasting, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we need some more uh how's your father this year? Because I love a little how's your father. I that's Was it, I think I think that's from uh Think what, what's the English guy? Oh man, uh, I think Mike it's from Myers. you. I think it's from you. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I, I I think I got it. Who's the English guy? Um, he's a detective. Mike Myers plays him. You're talking Austin. Yeah, Powers? Austin Powers. <laughs> I think it's from Austin Powers. I can't remember, but I heard it one time, and I it just. Here's the deal. Here's my problem. This is the immaturity. Like I get stuck on certain sentences, even around my house. Like two <laughs> weeks ago when I had surgery, I only spoke in a British accent because I had a cane and a top hat. And I'm like, I'm only speaking, I'm only speaking in a British accent. So I put out two videos where one, I said, uh, I feel fantastic. And then, you know, and my wife's like, what are you doing? Is like, that I your really British accent? Know. Yeah. The British accent. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, she she looks at me. She says, "What is wrong with you?" I go, "You know, I I don't know. I just <laughs> felt like doing it because I had a cane and a top hat, and I felt British." So yeah, how's your father? May have come from somewhere. I don't know. Has Andrew yeah. told you that that kind of took took on a life of its own around the Ohio State basketball program? No. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Me and uh, me and Musa, we uh, kind of said it a little too much. My junior year, Andrew's senior year. Uh, we, oh, were, is that right? we were we were throwing it around all the time, and if you ever said that on the call, we were Snapchatting it and sending it and texting it. Well, all I will make you this absolute promise, and I when Musa comes in the game and does anything, there will be a "How's your father?" Perfect. There will, and, and, and I will then reference you. So oh, there perfect. you go. 
Give a shout yeah. out to the uh, the podcast. No, nah, just me as a mouse. I can do that too. I mean, who gives a rass? Might as well. I mean, how else are we going to get this thing rolling other than me whining at the beginning of it? And then, uh, <laughs> you know, then away we go. So, no. I, but yeah, I'm going to go, How's Your Father with Musa and uh, throw out the, the podcast. And, and you know what? Then it'll take off. And you'll get the hate mail that I get all the time, particularly from Michigan State fans. Right. So, and there I'll- you go. You know, I was at the game uh, when they were chanting at you. That was that was Ohio State, Michigan State, which I thought was hilarious at the time. And then I became the biggest Dockage guy in the world, and now I hate Michigan State. Yeah, they got man. It was I think that was the game Izzo talked about it after. I yeah, think. And, the uh, exact one. Iz and I are friends, but we went through a little hard time after that because I. I didn't think he exactly handled that very well because he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Right. And is, is the if text messages between us two ever got released, um, let's put it to you this way. Uh, the language towards one another was not great. Let's, let's go that route. Sure. I think, I think it would make for a hell of a column, but, uh, you know, but now we're cool. Hell, he was on my show the other day. We talk probably once a month. So yeah, but that's what guys do. See, here's the deal is I, this is why I'm married to the best woman ever. My wife understands that guys will, she'll hear me MFing with somebody on the phone and she knows like five minutes later, we'll all be boys. It's no big deal. And totally. that's how Izzo and I are. Cause we've known each other for a hundred years. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if you give the Cassius Winston love, he deserves like Aaron Kraft and Michigan State will be right back in your, in your back. <laughs> no, Izzo don't like that. Izzo wants me to rip him. I'm like, why am I ripping him? He goes, cause they need to hear a different voice. Izzo does have a little Nick Saban in him for that. Right. Sure. Sure. Like that's painter too. Painter's like, Oh man, I heard what you said. I played it. Like, I think they played one time at Michigan state. Something I said about, you remember the kid Dawson was it Brandon Dawson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I said something about him and they played it for him. He punched the table, broke his hand and was out for like six <laughs> weeks. So. But you know, that's what coaches tell me. They're like, Hey man, you know, I want to play what you said about so-and-so, you know, cause, cause when we say the same thing, but you know, we're the coach and they ain't listening. I said, man, what do you want me to say? I'll, you know, if he does it, I'll, you know, I'll say it, but I'm not going to make stuff up. You know, I'm not going to say it because the coach wants me to say something, but yeah, I kind of like when coaches play it, play it for, um, uh, for players. And, uh, it, it's kind of a compliment. Yeah. As soon as, uh, as soon as you said that I was the most exciting walk on the country, Holtman brought a, a team meeting and said, look, Joey, in front of the whole team, he said, you're not as good as this guy is saying, as this guy is saying you are. So I, I can hey, relate Nick, to that. You tell Holtman he tried to get a job with me, and I didn't even hire his ass, so I know more about it than he does. <laughs> so there you go. So I think what really changed me, and I started saying I got to listen to every game that Doc is on the call, was when you used to kind of bag on Amir Williams. Because I absolutely <laughs> yeah. agreed with every single thing you said about him. Then why'd your mother hate me? Your mother hated me. Your mother's like, I didn't like you. I'm like, what the hell did I do? Yeah. She goes, well, now that I met you, I like you. Was she was she an Amelia Williams fan? No, just Nancy Lane is anything and everything Ohio State, she will back. You should have seen. I got you. She, she told me that she almost got into a literal fistfight altercation in the elevator talking about Urban Meyer with a Michigan fan when that stuff was going down. So, yeah, I could see Nancy throwing hands. Yeah, she, you should, yeah, she, yeah, now that I'm over 18, I can let everyone know that she, she used to beat me up. So, yeah, it's clearly, <laughs> it worked. So, but yeah. Well, she, Amir got mad. I think Amir's taking a few shots at me on Twitter, which is fine. But hey, look. 
That's what you live Amir for. Amir Williams had just done what I said and played with a great enthusiasm. Kid probably would have been in the NBA, but you can't bring other people down, and that's that's in life as well, man. You got to do you got to do you got to do life with with enthusiasm, with energy. Shoot, nobody wants to be around anybody that doesn't have that. So, you know, like I always tell Andrew, if you just shut up and listen to me, good things will happen for you. Sounds, there you go. Sounds like he took more shots at you than he took in the NBA. <laughs> no kidding. There you go. So I got I got a quick question for you, putting you on the spot a little bit. Which sure. which college basketball team, we can even say Big Ten, do you think would benefit from the most if the Elam ending was implemented in the Big Ten? Oh, that's a good question. I really don't know. Um, I would think with the Elon ending, somebody that had a really quick guard. Like, the more I watched it, and I'm not going to pretend to say I studied it or anything like that, but the more I watched it, I think if you got a really quick guy that can score, like he can go just go get a bucket uh, or set somebody up. Because I think in that, because of the pressure, particularly if you imagine if you played that Elon ending in front of a packed house at Schottenstein Center, right? I mean, you there'd be a lot of pressure in there. But I think if you got a guy that can go get you an easy bucket, so I don't, you know, Cassius Winston would be great, and at Michigan State would be. Um, you know, let, let's be honest, the best teams in the country would be fine in those type of endings. But I do think one of the most important things is to have a a guy that can just jet, you know what I mean? Just yeah. can go get you something. You know, did you ever hear the story about how this is the closest I ever got to the Elam ending because I haven't played in the TBT yet, but um, we were up 79 to like 50. I mean, it wasn't a close game. I'm in the game against High Point. And if anyone has been to Ohio State games, you know that you need 80 points to win Big Macs. And right. so I came in with, um, with like three minutes left, didn't touch the ball until there's 45 seconds left, and people are chanting for the Big Macs. So what I do, I make a shot so I can give them some Big Macs. So that's about as close as I've ever that's gotten to the a, That's there. a better Elon ending because, you know what, <laughs> you know, not only were you going to win the game, but people got Big Macs. And let's be honest, there are two things college kids like, free food, free T-shirts, man. There ain't exactly. no doubt about that. Exactly. So, all right, that's all we got for you. You're the man. Really appreciate you coming all on. All right. Um, no problem, fellas. And, and let me know. Send it out. I'll promote the hell out of it because, well, I'm an love artist. To hear that. And, love and, it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, I will def- there will definitely be a How's Your Father when uh, Musa and there will be a Joey Lane slash podcast reference to follow. <laughs> Guaranteed. Can't it. wait. Can't wait. Well, we're All excited right, for basketball season. We're excited to hear you on TV again. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Thanks Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That interview with Dan Dockich was maybe the most informative interview. You know why I love Dan Dockich? You've ever done. You know why I love Dan Dockich? Because he loves you. Well, yeah, but you know why I love Dan Dockich? Why? Because he gives it to you straight. He does. No bullshit. Dan Dockich. He, Dan he Dockich. came after you a little Dan bit Dockich. when you no miss, when you yeah. misquoted him. He came after you a little bit. Like, oh, geez, if I'm gonna be in the podcast world, like I'm not a journalist and I have no journalistic training, I guess I should. I guess I have to get the quotes word for word because, like. If I was having a conversation with someone, the point I was trying to get across was was the point I got across. But like I, w- I didn't mean literally like that's what he said. I whatever. I got I, I'm just a young pup in this industry. What I what I loved about that interview was we said to him, "What are you expecting to see with the Big Ten this year? What are the question marks? What's a mystery?" And then he told us what every single team looks like and like three players for each team. He knows so much about the sport. It's it's incredible. The one thing that we didn't get to do enough is I kind of mentioned it in Do- and when we talked to Dockage. I was like, you know what? I love Rutgers. Like, I'm a Rutgers fan, basketball-wise. Like, I think they're going to be so much better than 
um, people are saying. If you're if you're a betting guy, take their team over. Like I really I don't know what it is, but take it. Like they're gonna be better it's than they've like ever been. Seventeen, seventeen and a half, something yeah. like that. Oh, that's really high. It's probably not that. Well, if you're you saying they're going to be, are you thinking they're going to be a tournament team better no, than they've ever been? No, 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 no. Okay, well then it's probably fifteen and a half. Wait, why is it changing based on my opinion? Well, because I thought your knowledge was similar oh, to no. the public's yeah, yeah. knowledge. No, no. Oh yeah, I guess. No, I'm just. No, it's not. I know way more than the public. Come on. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't know more than Dockage. No, no one knows not more the pub- than him. He's not the public, but yeah, I, I'm a Rutgers fan. I think that they they're going to be good. So we didn't talk enough about them. Geo Baker. Okay. Ron Harper Jr. So. We got some closing remarks. High Street Tees. Check them out. Get some gear. Highstreettees.com slash DTL. Promo code DTL15. Letterman Rose hooking us up. We're going to hook them up by giving them some awesome episodes like this one. I said this earlier and you yelled at me. The Redskins need to hire Urban Meyer. I will die on that Urban Meyer hill. Sure. I. Closing I, remarks for you? Yeah. Closing remarks. Uh. Ohio State basketball is beating Cedarville University right now. Um, they won a 15-2 run to end the half. They were only at one at one point, but I don't know. The exhibition games don't look too much into it. We talked to Dockage about it. I mean, like, it's just a way to roll the ball and let the kids play a little bit, you know? So, um, But they're up by a, a handy amount. Uh, they're almost in what I like to call the smoke zone, which is under two minutes up by 20 points, which is that's when I had a chance to go to the game. That's what my, that's what my family called it. to the smoke zone. Right. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, and yeah, so they're almost in the smoke zone. They're beating Cedarville. Shout out to Cedarville. They, their bench, um, call, they call themselves the towel gang, um, based on me, of course. Is it so, actually based on you? Yeah. Like your pos- like, yeah. where is Cedarville? Oh, Cedarville, it's in, Ohio? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's in Ohio. And so they, yeah, obviously they, they had one kid on the team that was a Maryland fan, one kid that was an Ohio State fan. And, um, Maryland has a guy who also says towel gang all the time too, Andrew Terrell. So Terrell, shout out him. Um. But, yeah, so Ohio State's beating them. Hopefully the towel gang gets in the game. But they are, they're all, like, going out of their way to be like, yeah, we got to represent the towel gang on its home arena. Like, yeah, it's awesome. And so I, I think that's the coolest thing ever. So um, shout out to them. But Ohio State basketball is back. It's really exciting. I will be at the game. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So you'll be listening to this. It's Monday. Um, in a couple of days, I will be in Columbus. I'll actually be in Columbus at that point, but I'll be in Columbus for the Cincinnati game. So if you see me, come say hi. I'm going to start doing this new thing where if you ask me for a picture, uh, I'm going to take it with you, of course, but then I'm going to ask you to take a picture again with my phone of us so I can keep it because um, Tracy Morgan does that, and I think that's really, really funny. So that's what I'm going to start doing. So um, if you want a picture, ask, and then I'm going to take a picture of us as well. So we will be reviewing the Cincinnati game on our next episode. Right. And we are going to be in the beginning swing of things with college basketball the next time you hear from us. Yeah, how exciting is it? We've been talking about college basketball being close, and now it's finally here. Uh, And I'm literally so excited, and it's weird to be this excited. Like, I did, we recorded this whole thing while the Ohio State basketball team is playing, and I'm not watching. And it's kind of like oddly, like, calming me that I'm not watching because I know if I would watch, I'd be all depressed, like, oh, I'm not out there. Well, yeah. I don't know if you'd be out there regardless. Maybe by the end of the game, but, like, at the beginning of the game, you wouldn't be, like, out on the court. <laughs> Sorry. Folks, he's angry. For those of you that are listening and not watching, he's Buckle angry. up and drive the lane. Shout out, Producer Jack. You're the best. Thank you. <laughs>